And of course, Instagram is at, wow. Wow, that just happened. It just happened. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell happened. That was weird. That just happened. You know, Andy, wow. if you didn't want me to be in the live, you didn't have to end it. You could have just, like, told me to leave, man. Like, I would have understood. <laughs> Not, oh, okay. I don't know what, uh, No, so I was trying to go live with, um, my friend Vita, yes, um, was, I forgot what day that was, and, uh, it, it just wouldn't let me in. And now, now this one just the live just went off on its own. Like what the hell going on? But anyway, I so think yeah, it's we're we're Puerto, start, I think yeah. it's because we're Puerto Rican. That's what it is. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. They don't like us. They don't like us. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, no. So go ahead, um, Sean. Uh, tell, tell us about 2023. How was it for you? Oh, um, it was it was a year for me to really learn boundaries and to get more in depth into myself on standing on my boundaries. You know, stand stand okay. stand on. It. That's what that's one lady. She goes, she goes, stand on it. If someone have a problem with you, stand on it. Let if the person want to show you how they really are, don't think of them as as what you see the inspiration inside them. Take it for what they are, what they what they offer you. It's like if they treat you like shit, ca call them out on it. Stand on it. You know, don't always think the best in people when they only show you the worst they can show the best to someone else but they're not sure if they're showing you the worst don't try to act like well i'm going to make peace with this person because everybody likes them no you just be you and let them be them and don't and if they're gonna treat you bad don't try to sugarcoat it you're like i'm not gonna sugarcoat it with them that's what i found out this year is like stand on who i am and stand on my boundaries because if we don't have boundaries who else gonna have boundaries for us and when i start doing that mm. it separated the people that actually are friends to me to the people that are just using me Mm. And that was that made me put mentally. It just put me to a more uh, self awareness, which I think a lot of us have to go through. It's like a, the veil removed off your eyes, um, off my eyes at least, and I just see it for what it is. And now I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do me, and leave it at that. Because you know, when a person shows you that they're they're not going to be nice, they're not friendly to you, you just cut them off. You know, there's no point in wasting your energy because your energy is made for something much better than that. And if you focus your energy on kindness instead of niceness you'll find yourself better off. And that's what I've been finding out. Because niceness is, I'm only nice to get what I want. Kindness means I'm going to be nice. To re I'm going to be who I am. And this shows who I am regardless. So therefore, no matter how they react, you're not bothered. You're not really phased by it because you're like, I'm not doing this to get something out of you. And when you be genuine, it shows and you'll shine. And it's going to repel the people that aren't for you. And it's going to bring, bring you around people that are for you. <laughs> mm, that's okay that's, okay so i guess we'll go around yeah um so what does boundaries look like for you darian uh, um so that's a damn, i didn't really learn i didn't really learn to set up boundaries until this year man when i was in rehab you know that was one of the things that they taught us was you know how how to properly set up boundaries and for me it's to get people to understand my limitations as a person 
because I don't have a very strong social battery like a lot of other people do. I run out of, you know, I, I can't be social for a long periods of time. It just it fucks me up. So, like, a lot of times what I would do is, since I have to, like, balance, like, all these different friends together, I would go from, like, one to another to another to another. And it had to get to a point where it'd be like, hey, like, um, instead of going out and, like, hanging out with people one after another, I would just have to start setting up the point and being like, hey, I'm canceling. I can't do this. I'm, like, exhausted, uh, you know, uh, at work. You know, I work in a blue collar job with a lot of older white gentlemen who are, uh, you know, what you would expect from hearing that. And, you know, a lot of it is having to shut down bullshit that they try to like throw at you like all the fucking time. A lot of them are a lot of them are really entitled and they really just like think that they're hot shit and that they're the most important person in the fucking like world and whatnot. And it's like it's really trying to balance, you know, what am I gonna take and what am I not gonna take from these people? Like yesterday I pissed off my one coworker. Like he got mad at me. Because I'm on light duty because of being sick right now and I'm going around and helping people with uh it's called their creel. And it's just like a light duty thing going around and helping them out with it. And the one dude, I, I mean, he's lazy as fuck. Let's just put it that way. He's really lazy, you know? <laughs> and he's like a 60 year old guy who's a drunk. And he, um, I'm not supposed to be like lifting shit like up over my head that's like weighs a certain amount. And uh, he was like, I walked out of his crew when he walked in. He was like, yo, you missed some. And I was like, uh, no, I didn't. I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> And he was like, and I just walked away and I was like, whatever, like you'll get over it. And it's kind of just like learning to be able to shut people down and just be like, nah, I'm not fucking not doing it. Man. I'm just, I don't care. I care about my happiness now. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> Darren, you felt good when you did that, didn't you? Didn't you feel good? Because I see your whole chair, you just yeah, lighted up. Like, bam. Yeah. I worked, I worked there with my roommate, my buddy that I live with now. He's the one who got me the job there. And I walked right up to him afterwards, and I was like, I just pissed him off, dude. And he was like, really? And he was like, it's really easy to do, to be honest. And I was like, well, <laughs> So I put, my, I put myself first now. That's what you got to do. When I yeah. when I was in rehab, one of the biggest things that they taught us in rehab was learning your values and living by your values. Now, if you were to ask me two years ago, what are your values? I wouldn't have been able to answer that question. That's not something that I know. Like, I, I didn't know how to answer that question. Now, when somebody asks me, you know, what are your values? I can look at you and I can say, first and foremost, my number one value is me, myself. I value myself more than anything because if I can't take care of myself and love myself for who I am, then I'm not going to be able to take care of all my other values my family and my friends and you know my hobbies and all that other stuff you know and that's where all that stuff comes into so because i value myself the most right now i ain't got time for 60 year old motherfuckers and their fucking entitled ass bullshit man it's just not not doing it not doing it it's just not for you what about you jacob well I've definitely stood up to my stood up for myself a lot more this year. Give example. Okay, so I was in a relationship, and I basically just like got to a point where I just said, "Straight up, I ain't doing no fucking mind game." I basically was just like, "Look, um, cut the crap." 
don't get too comfortable. Just that's just it. Don't get too comfortable. And I would get to a point at certain points where I really knew where I stood with certain people. I just dealt with it accordingly. And I'm a wizard, you know, I do practice magic, so it's just like return to sender, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how you do it. Return to sender. Yeah, you gotta be like that. Word. And that's the thing too, right? Because I think one of the biggest issues with people I have with people is like, you know, you're like you and I think Eli um Sean, you said it earlier about being nice and being kind. I think when they take your kindness for weakness, they think you're a punk, right? And it's like, no, 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 hold on. I'm kind to you because I want to be like that. I'm a certain way because I choose to be like this because that's just who I am as a person. But when you try to take advantage of like uh, last week when I was talking, when I was doing my Unravel Sessions live, which is every other Thursday, um, we was having a similar topic about boundaries and just not entertaining bullshit for the coming year. And I said, well, I started doing that now, right? But it's the whole, don't like, because even I've gotten to a point where, you know, I'm not going to be coddling people. I'm not going to be all like checking up on you all the time when you can't do the same thing for me. Because I feel like this year alone, I feel like I was like everybody's fucking superhero, I guess you can say. But I'm like, where the fuck is mine? Like, you feel me? Like, where's mine? Like, who's going to be there for me? Like, well, I can't be your superhero, but I'll be your kryptonite, all right? <laughs> But yeah, no, no, but you gotta be, but, but back to what uh, Jacob was saying, yeah, you gotta be like that because you know what, there's gonna be, like, I look at it this way, sometimes enough is enough, you know, like, there's only so much I'm gonna put up with, so I definitely feel you on that one, um, oh, oh man, but yeah, yeah, so what, um, I'm, just, I'm gonna read the comments too, boundaries are important, yeah, yeah, boundaries are definitely important. And it's it's hard. Let's be honest, man. It's hard, right? Because you're used to being a certain way, but when something happens, then it's like all of a sudden, damn. And now yeah. there's the uncomfortableness. There's that uncomfortableness now. Okay, now I have to train myself to change into this thing. It, it's it's crazy. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know, but that's what. Um, yeah. So what? Else, what? Else? So I guess yeah. Like, what are you guys looking for forward for this year? Anyway, ooh, I look forward to this coming year change because it's going to happen. But I'm going to be a better person than I was last year because now I'm more aware and I'm more into finding bound, finding more of myself, being more in myself, being more grounded, as in more grounded into myself. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, going out and helping others, that's not making that's not true to ourselves. Being ourselves within ourselves in our in our own selves, we are more helpful to others because then we're more real. No more surface value. I'm cutting away the surface value. Makes sense. Makes sense. What about you? I mean, you guys could chime in and ask some stuff too. Um, I think for me, I'm going to be a lot more goal oriented because amid all of the shit storms that I went through this year. I still want getting a master's. Amen. Amen. Congratulations on that. 
Yeah, word. That's hard. Yeah, master's. I only got an associate's degree, man. Yo, <laughs> I don't got. I barely got a diploma from high school. <laughs> and you got, and, and you got a good I, job. You know, I, got, cool. I got expelled from high school in my sophomore year. All right, I barely graduated. Your <laughs> <laughs> year, and you'll be faced expulsion. But yeah, word. I got expelled, yeah, like a month into my sophomore year, and then I had like three felonies and all, like just a lot of shit. That was a, Can we ask that was you a hell what, of a year. Could I ask you what got you expelled in uh, high yeah. school? Yeah, I mean, let me preface it by saying, and every criminal says this, and you know what? I'll never deny that I'm not a criminal, but I didn't do what I got expelled for. Like, I literally did it. The school, <laughs> the school had a, they had a bomb threat. Some kid took a note and they put in the bathroom, like, the school's going to blow up at nine o'clock. And somebody at the school found the note and they reported it. And the kid who found the note came in and was like, um, oh, it was Darian Mendez. He's the one who did it. He was like, I saw him in the stall oh. and I saw him put the paper down. But I was like at like the urinal and whatnot. And so I'm the one who got blamed for it. So I got fucking charges for like terroristic threats and like just a lot of other shit. Um, I got found not guilty in court. So like everything got taken away. But I still wow. got expelled uh, from school. But it caused you you getting expelled, but that sucks. How about that guy that expelled that on you? Did he get in trouble for uh, the kid, that? Uh, so he actually testified in court against me, and he in a, like it was the most wild testimony I've ever heard in my life because he literally changed his story on the stand three times in a row. Like he kept changing everything that he heard. Like it was just like insane. I was like, oh my god, this guy saved me. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was nuts. Like, that was a really rough year because then I was getting death threats from kids from the school and stuff like that. Kids would, like, follow me around town when I walk around town. Like, it was just crazy. It was crazy. Um, at that point in time, like, to, all of that, that's right, because I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, at that point in time, who I was at that age, I mean, like, to, like, I guess I can't put it lightly. I was a pussy, man. I had no inkling of how to stand up for myself or nothing like that. You know, when people would press me or if they wanted to fight, I would crumble under the pressure and I would just like fade away. You know, because uh, what what, what happened that made you get that to that point where you changed? You said I'm not gonna be that anymore. That's so a good I, question. Actually, the, uh, so I attribute that to two people. Uh, one of them I'm not really a friend with anymore. His name is Justin. I met him my freshman year of high school, and he's a tough SOB. He's a, he's a really tough son of a bitch. I'm not really friends with him anymore, but he really, really like taught me how to just like not be a bitch. He's not just like mm. that. He was he had tough love to give, and that is something that I needed. And my current friend that I live with now, his cousin who was a senior when I was a freshman, uh, I started training in martial arts with him when I was 14. And I started doing MMA and martial arts, boxing, Muay Thai, different stuff like that. And I trained for 10 years. And once I got like a few more years into the training, that's when I got to the point where I was kind of just like, wait a minute. Oh, it's going to like not deal with this shit anymore. And that's pretty much the point that it got to. I got really in shape. I lost a lot of weight. I gained a lot of confidence, you know, and it, I just came into myself, you know, and that's, that's what I 
needed, you know. I think confidence was the big key for me, you know. There were still a lot of things that I needed to come into, you know, like uh, coming out and stuff like that. That didn't happen until 2018 when I was like four years out of high school and just different stuff like that. But I got there eventually, so. Yeah, See, confidence is an interesting thing, though. Oh, sorry. No, no, confidence no. is an interesting thing, though, because um, cause I, I, I sometimes lack that confidence. Um, I do struggle a lot with low self-esteem a whole lot. And I think this year I'm learning how to not allow that to determine who I am as a person because sometimes um, one thing I struggle with is um, let's say if I get into a confrontation, which I don't like confrontation at all, or when I get into a disagreement with somebody, I feel like 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 once I get shut down by a person, then I lose that confidence of okay, then maybe I was wrong after all, kind of thing. And it's it's hard because the more I dwell on it, the more it, it makes me feel low about myself. So and, and I'm operations manager at work, and even that sometimes is um, I don't know that could be. Stressful at times, but I don't know. That's oh, just oh, yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. I think about I think about shit that happened to me when I was in middle school all the time. Like I think of like moments where I've said like one weird thing to somebody and everyone looked at me funny, and I'm like, I think about that now. I'm laying in my bed at night and I'm like, damn, I'm dumb. Why, why did I say that? And I'm like, wait a minute, I was eleven. Who cares? <laughs> sometimes yeah. I think I, I think sometimes we do that. It's because um. Things that happened to us tragically, that we took it tragically as a child, we keep with us because we never really, we, ne we, we didn't know how to handle it. And so therefore it comes back at us later on because we're thinking, oh, we're, we're much further along in life. But then something will remind us of that. And that means we haven't really, haven't really to accept it. So therefore we should go through the yeah. actions of dealing with it. But now that we have experienced more in life, we know we had different options where we didn't know at that time when we was a child. We didn't know the options we had. Now we have these options. So now we're like, now I'm going through the same situation, but I can look at it differently and I can choose other yeah. options because I have more wisdom now. And so that's why we're dealing with it now because it's been still holding onto us. And so it's time for us to unhinge and let go, but also to address it and let it flow and let it pass on. That's why we go through that. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people have a lot of messed up childhood issues and they bring it into the adulthood relationships are people that they're around and they're like, I don't know why I did that. Some person remind me of something as a childhood and then I just cracked and broke, broke apart. Yep. And you have to realize, face whatever happened as a child and see it from a, a different, uh, different perspective. Mm -hmm. Say, okay, yes, this person hurt me as a child but I also realized when I look at the situation, that person was also hurt. So how can I expect a person hurt to fix me when I got hurt by this person and that person was not really fixed themselves? So you have to realize that parents, they don't always know. They're, they're, they're learning as they go and they go and make mistakes. And children, we see things thinking that our whole entire world is, from, is a smaller than what it really is. And we're like, we realize that, you know what? It's bigger than what we really are. And what we thought we knew, we didn't know much because <laughs> I look back at some of the things I, choice I made as a child or in high school and college. I said, I wouldn't make those choices now because now I have learned from other people that experience different things. I'm like, you know what? I didn't think about it like that. They get, I didn't think about it in, in different ways. I didn't think about it from another perspective. And now I'm like, man, I didn't know nothing, but I thought I knew. <laughs> so, but you I, know, what's crazy though. Um, you know, what's, I, I, well, one thing I've learned is so, like, you know, we talk about, you know, people hurting us. Right. Um, you know, it's, possible that sometimes the people who, who hurt us don't even know that they hurt us that we're 
been hurt because of them, but then it's also yeah. vice versa. There's people we've hurt and we don't even know that we hurt them. And that's the yes. harsh reality of it all too. And I yes. think about that, who have I hurt that, hey, you know what, maybe I, like, if I don't want that to be done to me. Maybe I might have did something, I might have came off aggressive in a way that maybe I didn't realize and maybe they got hurt by that, right? Because it, it, and you made a good point, is not that I came off aggressive. Maybe my aggression reminded them of something that did hurt them, and that's why they got hurt by what I did. Not because I hurt them, but maybe it could be that um, they that it just reminded them of something that hurt them a long time ago. But me doing that now, oh, you hurt me, but they don't know that is a deeper issue. Like you said, it's a bigger thing than us. So I mean that, you know, but yeah. So we wrote, um, have to feel to heal. That is true. You have to feel to heal, and. A good, uh, I'm glad he said that because what I realize is that when I look at people, especially people that are coming at you negatively, you have to realize that we are a reflection of ourselves and what we attract yeah, to, we attract the difference of ourselves. So therefore, we have to see that person from our point of view. They're at a mental, they're at a mentality that we used to be at. And the way we got out from that is that we realized we can start making better choices. And so you have to treat them the way you would want to be treated. If you want to be, have that elder person or that person who's younger than you or older than you or the same as you are to treat you with the respect that you have, you should hold yourself at the height of what you want someone who, if you would do that to someone else, would treat you. It's like if a person says, well, I say negative things to you to make you a better person. No, you say negative things to me because you don't like yourself and you're just trying to use that as an excuse to take it out on me. And when you tell them that, it totally changes the dynamics because you took the power that you was going to give them by reacting negative because they're reacting negative to you or reacting like, okay, okay. You change and say, you know what? I know where you're coming from. But that's not acceptable. But I see where you're at because I used to be there. So I feel you, but I'm not going to go there because I know better and I expect better out of you. But I mostly hold myself at a higher rate. So I'm not going to lower myself to your level to get you to understand because I know that you that and I are better. pretty much. Yeah. That gaslighting shit. Yeah. And you have to know that you're better than that. And you're not going to be that person. You're not going to let them trigger you because we control what we do and what by our example, we might actually change them to help them to realize that they can do something better too. Are they not? But the point is, you're no longer taking accountability of what they do. You take accountability of what you do. Right. It's like forgiveness. You have to forgive yourself before you can forgive somebody else. <laughs> uh, Same thing with love. You have to love yourself before you have yeah. to recognize love for someone else. Yeah. Indeed. All it's I, too deep. <laughs> all I can say about my experience is, you know, it's like crazy because throughout seventh grade I was bullied. Uh there was a kid who my head out a window. And, and that was like on the third floor of a building. And, and oh, wow. say I wound up standing up for myself. And not that I advocated were fights that were breaking out like every day, every other day in the cafeteria and schoolrooms. <laughs> and it just got to the point where I wound up sucker punching one of my bullies. And oh, wow. It was the last seventh I did it. Fuck it. I got my report card. What do I have to lose? Exactly. If you get to that point where you're like, I have nothing to lose. Let me just do what, do what, do what I know to do, but I was afraid of to doing. Face your fears. Yeah, no, I know. Um, it granted, you know, the last name of this person was the same last name as one of the crime families in New York, but you know, what doesn't did matter. Seven <laughs> in Staten Island, what the hell did I know? <laughs> yeah, no, um, I was bullied too, actually. 
definitely you in a lot of ways because it's like you're constantly looking over your shoulder wondering what kind of punk ass motherfucker is going to try and fuck with you you know and being queer it's like i kind of feel like i'm constantly looking over my shoulder wow you know there's a remedy wow. to that i can feel that i can feel that yeah i can relate to that you know yeah. If a person is going to do something, they're going to do something, but you're going to still be you. And you're going to realize that, you know what? You spend more time thinking about what other person is going to do instead of actually leaving in the moment of being you. And you lose sight on yeah, what, but, you, what you lost because you're too busy worried about somebody else. Don't let them shake you. Don't let yeah. that move. Just keep them being yeah, you. Yeah, but that's easier. That's easier said than done, though, because unfortunately, it is moments like that that unfortunately changes a person. Um, one thing on Jolene said, I agree, violence is complicated. Yeah, that is complicated because sometimes people do violent stuff for the wrong reason and they do it for the right reasons, if that makes sense. Like, for example, um, I got I got to be more specific about that. When it comes to a parent trying to protect their child from somebody, like let's say for example, um, because my my whole thing is I'm sorry if I have a four year old, he's gonna be five. If someone does something to my child, like someone tries to molest them or whatever, I'm sorry. I'm my Christianity that goes out the window. Mm. That goes out the window. I'm sorry. I'm gonna hurt somebody, right? So in that sense, I'm not, I'm not saying that violence is always the answer, but there's that type of violence where. I think that's where it becomes complicated because I'm upset that someone did this to my child, right? And then there's the other violence where, you know, oh, I got beef with somebody, so I, I want to make sure they get hurt. And then we're thinking, okay, but what's the beef about, right? It's the whole action, reaction, and all this other stuff, um, the cause and effect, right? But what do you get out of that, regardless of what the reason is? And I think I always think about that, too. What did you get out of that? Right. But then um, one thing I want to touch on what Jacob said earlier about being bullied. I was bullied too, actually. Um, and I know that feeling. And part of the issue I had was I was scared. And I and I, I, do, I did feel I was pussy because my father instilled this fear in me. Oh, well, you know, and especially he was Catholic. So you know how that goes. Um, you know, oh, yeah, well, you know, if, if you do that, God's going to punish you. Oh, you can't do things like that. And then, oh, if you get into another fight, I'm gonna ground you. Like, like, and, and it wasn't that he grounded me. It was he was so aggressive with it to a point that it was like he, like, 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 like he was. It sounded like he was threatening me in a way. So there was that fear that, like, oh damn, I don't want to fight this kid because I know I'm gonna get in trouble at home. Because the answer was, oh, but what did you do? Even though this kid started with me and I think that there was a point where I got tired of it and I did the same thing. I said, you know, fuck this. I like mushed him, like mushed his face and you know, just threw it. And then I just had him like in this, what do you call the rear neck? No, rear, rear choke is this way, right? What's this? Like when you have like this, what is this called? Guillotine choke, is that what that's called? Where their arm is between like here? Their head yeah, like, like their head here. It's a guillotine. It's a guillotine. A guillotine. So I had him in that kind of a thing. And, you know, I think, but after that, I think what I got out of that is I got him to stop messing with me, right? Because now he wanted to be yeah. my friend all of a sudden later after the yeah. fact. Even though I, I kind of said, that was my first more boundary. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? But I didn't hang out with him. I didn't do things with him and all like that because I'm like, to me, oh, that means you're fake. Yeah. That just means you're fake. You know, uh, I do want to read oh, the comic here. Uh, 
in a real study of Jesus through the limit text available shows that he was a compassionate, loving, gentle teacher. Yeah, definitely. I just figured men have it hard in this world. Yo, you know what? That is so true. Yes. I mean, we all have it hard, but I think definitely men. Um, I saw a video a while back that being a man of sons is a lonely place. I'm like, damn, you know what? It kind of is in a way. Kind of is. No, but what, see that. what were you gonna say, Darren? My bad. You know, on the on the on the realm of like bullying, like you know, I got bullied relentlessly uh, when I was growing up. I got beat up a lot, especially like in middle school. I still play through my head all the time. The first time that I ever freaking got beat up, and it's like always there. And you know, the the one thing that I learned from growing up is that one social situations are difficult they're not easy you know um but as we grow and as we get older we develop an ability to be able to deal with those situations in different ways that really can provide a uh a more stable understanding of why people might uh press you about certain things or why you might press them for certain things and being able to navigate those situations in a more adult way uh can be a lot more difficult than just saying all right then we're just gonna throw fucking hands anybody can just pick up their fucking hands and start beating the shit out of each other you know it takes a uh, to me it takes a more patient intelligent mature individual to just be like hey we have this fucking issue with each other i don't fucking like you you don't like me but we should sit down and we should be like cool we still have to deal with each other so we might as well just like get over it and just ignore each other and just let it be what it is why you gotta talk shit about me like why why is there this need for us to not like each other when there's like no real reason for it or anything like that? Mm. You know, I, I got full like belief for the most dumb shit. The dumbest yeah, shit, no, dude. dude. The dumb oh, first of all those kids all those kids knew that I was like half a fag before I knew that I was, all right? And I don't know how they knew it, but they fucking did. <laughs> Let me well, see. I, like, like, I look I look at it like this. It's like, you know what? The situation that we go through helps us to help us to remind us of who we are and what 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 is our final line. When we get through putting situations, we realize who we really are. What are we willing to stand up for? What we willing to when it once we decide to say, okay, I'm gonna show who I really am. This is what I'm not gonna take because we probably say, I don't know what I will take, but I know what I will not take, and that's when we start to define it define who he is as a person what we will not take You're like oh i'm not gonna take that but you realize Boy. all those kids that probably do they they probably went through the same things they're probably trying to figure out themselves and that person that guy that probably you know they were all knew that you were gay before you knew that you were gay a lot of them you find out when you look back in the, and go to the class through high school reunion they were gay too <laughs> and you're like what the fuck Right. Right. First like, off, first off, I just gotta, I just gotta call, I just gotta call yeah. out this, this boy Wait, right here, nice. this boy Brian nice. right here. My bad. Okay. My bad. Um, um, Sean, I'm gonna bump you off so I can bring in Leon. All right. Bye bye. That's fine. Thank you. Yeah. No doubt. No I doubt. Gotta, all right. Yeah. Go, go ahead. I gotta, I gotta call out this boy Brian. Brian. And boy, how dare you, man? Jigglypuff is adorable, dog. Like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I haven't seen him Jiggly in forever, Pop. man. You see, yeah, that guy in the comments, Brian Acevedo, call me. He sat me out here looking like Jigglypuff. <laughs> uh, I used to work with him guy. a few years ago. He's he's a cool ass dude, man. No doubt. What's up, Lee? I'm just gonna just read some comments because I want to make sure you know I include everybody in the audience. Um, Marlene says, "Being a good man is the hard part. Everyone has something to say. There's no good enough. That's so true. That is so true." Mm -hmm. 
sometimes even what we do good is never good enough. You're right about that. Um, Absolutely. I think there's that idea that we have to live up higher than whatever expectations exist. But it's like, wait, but that doesn't really make sense because I could only do so much. Um, but Leon, welcome. Talk to me, brother. I, we're talking about 2023 and we're just talking mm -hmm. about other stuff as well. Um, um, so I was on the, um, so I came on the tail end. Um, anyway, Leon, hi. I'm myself to um, both, both you guys, you know, um, know me. Um, um, part of, well, was part of, um, well, still am kind of part of Unrivaled Influence. Um, Andy's been a good friend of mine for like, oh my God, almost almost five years now. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Uh, oh, damn. Yeah. yeah um, and, um, but yeah, what you were talking about, um, it made me think of identity, you know, and, you know, Lord willing, um, my birthday is in May, and even though I can still pass for young 30s, I'm going to be the big 4-0 milestone birthday for me and uh, <laughs> and you know i think you know during this time i've really fell into you know my identity and and myself and you know through teenage years we were you, you were talking about sexuality and you know having to hide having to closet yourself and everything and then for me i know like you know pretty much coming out as bisexual myself um I, I know the struggle, but then it's like I I, I now I joke I can joke about it now. I try to call myself. I'm like I feel like I'm the poster child of like discrimination. I'm like I always say this: one, I'm black. Number two, I'm disabled. I was like because I'm cerebral palsy. Number three, I was like um, I'm bisexual. And number four, I'm like I'm still a Christian who says, "Yo, Jesus is Lord." And so it's like you have all these contrast with me all at once so it's like wait how could you be all that all at once so I, I mean i joke about it joke about it but man um it just the way that we judge each other and it's over the most it's over the most like petty things and then you like look back on it it's like wait and even look back on yourself the things you used to get angry about you're like wait that's what I was like upset about. That's what I had like a little temp temper tantrum and connection about. That? Yeah. But for me, but for me, right, I feel like the reason why I got upset with those things because I felt like when I was bullied, I felt like no one did anything about oh, it. And that yeah. was frustrating. Yeah. Nobody yeah, wanted yeah. to defend yeah. me. And everyone Absolutely. that said they were going to defend me never did anything. Mm -hmm. When they said, oh, I got your back, oh. and they, they get into a oh. fight, they let me get fucked oh, up, then, you know. The worst, Listen, the I got bullied because of the music I listened to, the clothes I wore, yes. the fact that yes. I listened to Backstreet Boys, I listened to Britney, I listened to System yes. of a Down. Backstreet Boys and Britney. Britney. Yeah. But, no, uh, it, listen, it, it, I listen, I'm very open. But, but, I'm very but, open but, when it comes but, to music. But, I don't discriminate. But, and and but, the fact that I watch wrestling, like, I was so, like, like I got bullied for that. Like, stupid it. shit like this. Right. If I told you when I wrote poetry, I got bullied for that. Like, are you right. kidding me? Like, and, and, you know, I get that because I'm, I'm, I'm a person, I listen to, like, all genres of music. All genres of music. I, and one of my nicknames as a little kid was Jukebox because I could go from listening to, like, Motown to go listen to some like 80s rock to some like 90s like 
Ace of Base and to I still think Ace the nineties had the best like beautiful life and all that. I still think the nineties and the eighties had the best dance music. Fight me, <laughs> but, but but I like I, they really did. I'm forty two. I agree. Yeah, and, and they, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But yeah, the thing. But the thing about bullies, a lot of bullies like were dealing with trauma themselves. They felt like the way they can take it out is like taking it on somebody else. Because I would have these, I remember these particular guy, his name was Scotty. Now, when he was with like these other two guys who would bully me, um, he would, yeah, 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 you know? But when he was ever, but whenever he was alone, he would sit down, talk to me, have deep conversations <laughs> with me and everything. And then literally like two days later, three days, oh, there's a loser over there. But bro, did you just like, hang out with me over my house? Didn't you just like sit down with me and like compliment me on like my music taste and about like how I write like songs and that amazes you? That I'll set it down. Image. That's why is that image. Yeah, and I'm just like, it, it was hilarious to me how um they would, how some of them would switch up um when they were not in a group. And I was like, That's, man, you guys are just doing this just for the heck of it. But then the funny part is, and the thing about it was I was very like um I was very passive, but then the days I finally would get like angry or annoyed, all of a sudden oh, why is he acting like this? And I just think in my head, are, are you serious? Like you you abuse me and then all of a sudden like verbally, emotionally, and now I'm supposed and then when I stand up, all of a sudden now, oh it's a different story now. Like it, it, it's it's pitiful, you know what I mean? It's just like but it's how I, we have it's, to be like. It's how I see America. As I have a love hate relationship with America, because America, as much as I love America, at the same time, America is like the big bully that will go out. They will create wars, create problems, like destabilize other countries or whatever, and then they'll come in and be like, "We're the heroes to come save you." Like, bro, you're the one who like created the war with the CIA and all the any other people, but. How are you going to jump in with a hero when you're the one who started the war? <laughs> and so, so basically, that's why, why I try to make that rationale. Oh God, now CIA is like, track him. He's talking bad about the government. Listen, it's the truth. Like, come on, like this stuff. You can see this stuff. Now, wait, but now God. that we're talking about, you said something truth. I think that's another good thing to talk about too. Truth. Um, unfortunately, we can't handle truth these days. Yeah. Everyone's so fucking yeah. sensitive these days. Everybody oh. wants to be all like. You know, oh, you What's cause... hurt my feelings. No, no, you're just mad because I told you the truth and it bothered you because maybe what I said to you was true. There's that bullshit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like people, some people, just, they're like, no, let me... I mean, of course, we've heard of the old adage, ignorance is bliss. But, you know, willful ignorance is just just stupid. Like, <laughs> well, if, like once you learn... We're... Go ahead. If we're if we're being honest about certain things, I mean everybody has a different truth when it's pertaining to certain things as well. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that's 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Continue, continue. I'll think of it. I'll come back with my point. Yeah, I mean I understand, like, and I do understand that. Um, and I know some people will be like, "Well, truth is relative." But like I, I I do believe there are some concrete hardcore truths that no matter like how you flip it, no matter what loophole you try to mix with it, it's like a core truth. 
um, in, in, some, in some cases. But yeah, there are some things, like for example, how things we learned about space and things we learned about the human body and science, how we used yes. to be like, this is it, and this is all it's gonna be. And then all of a sudden, every single decade, you, we find out something like we thought, or maybe back in the past, 50 years ago, people were like, that's impossible. That can never happen. And then you're like, oh crap, it is possible. So yeah, um, it's just things of that nature. Word. Um, so Leah, I was gonna ask, cause you did mention a lot of stuff. So I was trying to grasp everything you were saying. So, you know, cause we are, you know, uh, we are reflecting a lot on 2023 as well. I guess I was asking everybody else, I asked you what, um, what do you hope for, for the this coming year? For myself personally, I want to be just um, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally stronger than I was going into um, this year, of course. Um, I want to be more on my creative writing streak like I was um, during the time of 2019 and 2020. Um, I want to do... I'm, I'm also thinking of maybe getting back into advocacy, but that's something still in the air. But I definitely want to be more proactive in just leaving a positive mark in whatever um, format format that is. Actually, I heard some sad news today. One of my favorite coworkers that like love to death, and I'm still in the denial stage, so that's why it's not like affecting me affecting me because i'm like no i heard that they passed away today um and i'm still um, i just learned about this not too long ago so i'm still trying to process all of that but you know whenever things like that happen it gives me a deeper reflection on, on my own mortality my own life and honestly i'm been thinking about about legacy. What is the legacy I want to leave? What is the imprint I want to leave like on people? You know, what, what will be said about me when I'm gone? And did I leave a legacy or a mark worthy of something spoken about that will leave like, you know, pay it, a pay it forward kind of attitude where like, you know, because of Leon, mm -hmm. because of his faith or just because of his heart, because of his friendship, because of his compassion or because of his creativity, whatever format, um, you know, I was able to, whatever, fill in the blanks. And, you know, that, that that's where my mindset is at. I get you. You know, yeah, word. Legacy is good. Yeah, word. So, Jacob, or what, um, what do you, how do you feel? How, what does legacy look to you, look like to you? Wow. Um, that's a deep one. I think about my legacy a lot, actually, as a poet, as a father of what is now an adult. He's 20. I think about the fact that I want my words to live on. I think about the fact that I want just any kinds of impact that I've made on other people to live on, anybody that I've ever mentored. I want them to carry on the legacy and I want to be able to carry on the legacy of the people who mentored me. Uh, case in point, I lost my father 10 and a half years ago. Mm. So I feel like in a lot of ways I'm carrying his legacy. I carry his 
authenticity and perseverance. He was someone who was recovering from a stroke at the age of 20 and eventually a stroke claimed as 55. Wow. And wow. Yeah. He, had, he had to learn how to do a lot of things over again at such a young And you said he was 20 when he got a stroke? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's young. Wow. Yeah. I, I just had to process that. I was like, wait, did he yeah. mean 20 years old or did he mean for 20 years? Because I know people can live for a stroke and deal with it for a long time before, like, you know, something else happens. But yeah. to be 20 years no, old, but like, wow. I, the whole father thing, I definitely relate because that's kind of how it's interesting, right? Because I, I had a weird relationship with my father. Uh, it was just weird. Um, I don't want to say it was old. I don't want to say it was bad, but it wasn't good either. Rather, it, it was just weird, right? It's the last, I'm going to say the last five years that he was alive, it was good to a sense where, okay, we he was kind of coming around more. He was more interactive with me more. He was a little bit more open with me more rather than like before that was not the case. Um, so the whole denial thing that you're talking about, um, I, I faced that for a long time. Um, even though it's been almost, yeah, almost six years now, he passed away because he died three months after I got married. So that's all. That's all I had. Um, I was blank most of that time. Um, I had that denial. I'm like, no, there's no way. But yeah, I would be in bed looking at a picture of him crying. But then in private but then my wife's laying down next to me she doesn't know i'm crying she doesn't know i'm doing this and then i had to play it off like oh okay oh no i'm good and i'm not good i wasn't good um i actually see my dad die taking his last breath and oh. that alone was really harsh for me because to I, I couldn't even cry at that moment because i had to make sure my mother was okay because yeah. i've never seen my mom cry like I never see her cry. Period. Other than that day, and to I don't know how I was able to tell my mom, "Oh, we're gonna calm down. We're gonna wait till my brother and sister get here. Then we'll do whatever." But it was hard. And then the funeral. So you know, it's funny because one thing about legacy, I can honestly say I understand now. I understand then. Do I agree with everything he did? No, but I understand why he did it. And it wasn't until I. You know, we went to the funeral. We had two, one in New York and then one in um, in Puerto Rico. That's where he was buried. And when I saw, when I went to the funeral, I saw stuff that I felt like he was trying to tell us. And I felt like the way God moved, he was revealing to me, this is what your father was protecting us from. Mm. Did he go by the right way? No, but I understand why. Because now that I'm a parent, now that I'm I, I'm a father, you know, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a parent, obviously, now. And it's like, I get it now. The best and me and brother was talking about it the other night, too. Like, oh, snap, right? And then even, like, you know, I'm going to say, what, December 30th. That was the anniversary of my grandmother's death back in 1995. But it was that day I was laying in bed with my wife. She was pregnant already with my son. and um, I I just broke down. We were just talking about whatever, and I just broke down crying. I'm like, I don't know why I was crying, and then my wife's like, just let it all out. And then I guess when you're in the moment, that's when the truth really comes out. Because mm -hmm. one thing about me, unfortunately, I had to, I don't know, it's like, like, like I had to just go back to my life. I went to PR, 
took him to his resting place, then came back. And it was one of those situations that I had to just go back to my life. I really didn't get a chance to process the grief, um, the grief properly. Like I couldn't even grieve like that. And it did cause a lot of problems in my marriage because I wasn't mentally in the right place. I wasn't in the right headspace. And then it's just the whole, like I look back in retrospect, now, yeah, the legacy I can say he left behind was his writing because, you know, he, he was never published, but he used to like compose music. He was always singing. And my mother gave me that recently when we was decluttering something. She said, you can have his poetry, you can have his article. Was there Wait, anything like he was I was going to say, was there any like recordings of him singing? Did he ever record uh, any of Um, it's, that's something that my mom has to look through because there's a lot of stuff. Um, what do you think I have recording wise? I'm going to say, um, is is a voice message he sent me on WhatsApp saying, hey, I got that shirt you wanted that you liked. Because, mm -hmm. you know, on WhatsApp, you actually saved the audio yeah. and I, ha I have it on my computer to this very day. I cannot, I can't even listen to it. That's how crazy it is. Um, but I will say, um, you know, but like I have, have those things i even got like my, him and my mom got remarried through a church and he was already in his worst like he couldn't even stand up i have that which i i don't even dare look at like i haven't even looked at that i have old home videos whatever was left of it that's all i have um i have that stuff but it's stuff i can remember but one thing i realized about my dad was you know i look back now and i read his poetry it's like wow this guy was really really fucking hurt like he has a lot of hurt that he never really it just, he always kept it inside. So everything was on a writing, but he was never good at expressing. And, you know, and I think Darren, you said it in the first episode, Puerto Rican family, big, strong. And that's how my dad was. He was never the compassionate. Like I always had that tough love. Yeah. That makes sense. I had that tough love. So of course my dad was always like, you know, being all hard on us, you know, and we had to deal with our emotions privately. You know, and it was very, like, you know, even to this day, I can honestly say, even though I know he's passed away, but a part of me feels like I'm a little still in denial a little bit because it doesn't feel like he died because he was always quiet. He was always in the room. But it's interesting because me and my brother was having a conversation about my mom, how I noticed once my dad passed away, she felt more freedom because my dad, my dad was very controlling. I'm not going to lie about that. It was that mm -hmm. sense of relief i guess in her eyes not in a bad way it's just what it was mm -hmm. because now she can wear whatever she wants my dad was you know although you have to wear skirt and you have to dress this way because you're my wife you have to be modest i might say my mom's not modest but it's just she feels more comfortable wearing pants now and it's like okay my dad didn't let her do that like those kind of things and it was kind of like i miss him but i don't miss the the smotherness that if yeah. that makes sense and she's more open about it these days too and my mom i think she's slowly getting out of that depression now because she was been in it for years uh she was very skinny she was very like like just very very not eating now it's like Okay, she's slowly getting it because she gained a little bit of weight. I was like, okay, she, she's kind of like whatever it is, whatever it is. But um, just to understand that now, it's like, okay, I got to do whatever it takes to make sure that I 
like no matter what happens after I die, that my legacy is that you know what people are gonna remember me for the person. Like pretty much, I don't like what sticks. What me, and my friends say. Um, I don't want to tell you what I um. Don't don't listen to what I say. Listen to what I do. If that makes sense. Like yeah. watch what I do, not what I say. Because I could tell you whatever, then my actions speak something else. Mm. So I think from that perspective, but you know, I guess neither here nor there. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think that you know, as far as that goes, I mean, I do understand the sense of relief in a sense, but for a different reason and that reason being that my father was ill i mean he, he developed ms back in 1999 and it was difficult because he was having hard times with mobility he was in pain he was having issues with his vision like he was seeing double and i guess the relief was that at the very least i didn't have to smell the urine on the bed sheets anymore or I didn't have to worry about him drinking to the point where he couldn't climb the stairs. I didn't have to worry about any of these little liabilities that existed with him as he was living the last years of his life. And as much as I loved him, it did get to be cumbersome. And it's kind of cumbersome now because my mother just recently had a mini stroke. And so it's just like the word stroke is one of those words that just kind of really just rams and impales my brain like a fucking lobotomy. You know, because knowing that it happened to my father, happened to my father, it's happened to my mother, these types of things do tend to be hereditary. And I do get concerned about the possibility of like losing my ability to communicate, especially. You know, these are things that do come up for me. And I feel like there are certain family curses that I need to break because my father, mm. my aunt, my grandfather, all people who share my last name died in their 60s. Wow. My damn. I am 42 right now. And so, you know, I got another 18 years to make a difference and just pass that threshold for another 10 years. And, you know, those are curses that I'm trying to break. And I have a son myself. You know, he's 20 years old. I know he's gotten to know a little bit more about my struggles through my poetry. And he has gotten every single one of my chat books and my full-length book. And so he's learned a little bit about my process. And so that being said, you know, it's like my legacy could very well be mixed. I could be known for my writing. I could be known for my mental instability. But I willing to take both mm, that's to, deep like be somewhere in the middle of that wow wow that's deep that's deep man wow wow damn i, I remember that this i never even saw it like that wow hello hello how are you nicole we're just talking about 2023 reflecting and you know we're just talking about whatever um what are your thoughts well, I'm ready for the new year because this year was bad to me. And in a way, it was good. Book-wise, book-wise, um, author-wise, it was good. But personally, it was horrible. 
But um, yeah, no, no. What was it about this year though that was bad? If you don't mind me asking, of course. I just lost a whole bunch of stuff at one time. I feel like Joe, you know, mm. just a whole, a whole bunch of stuff, and I didn't, I didn't even do anything wrong, you know. Hmm. The Job, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that that was a very interesting story too with Job because I feel like it can get like that. You could have, you could be the most powerful servant of God. You could, oh, you know, you could have so much favor, but yet it could also be taken away from you. That that's kind of scary to think because. I had moments like that in 2013 where I was like that. I pretty much lost myself. I lost my sanity. I was on the verge of suicide. And all it took was one, like pretty much two text messages, one from my brother and one from my friend who is now my wife. <laughs> and, but it's like, it's so interesting. Yeah. I'm, like I'm still being judged for stuff that I don't even do anymore. So, you know, people can't see that. I changed and I became an author and, you know, gained more uh, uh, credentials on my teacher license. They just want to see me as how they want to see me as a failure, even people in mm -hmm. my own household. So it is what it is. Wow. I mean, they're not really going to care until money starts flowing in my pocket, you know. And I probably won't even have time to be around them to kick it with them in it anymore because, you know, the more money flows in, the more people go want to um, pick up and want to, you know, see me everywhere. So all I'm saying is um, certain groups of people, some certain groups of people get happy about a first down and certain other groups of people only get happy when it's a touchdown. And I'm around people that only get happy or only want to recognize you when it's a touchdown and not a first down. Mm. Oh, damn. That's, wow. Say that. Say that. It's so true. You know what sucks, though, about Because you, you, you brought up something interesting about, like, how people want you for who they know you as, not what you're becoming. Um, I think it sucks that, let's say, for example, I had a friend of mine. Uh, I was talking to a friend. This is, this is, like, maybe two years ago. So we went to a friend's funeral, and she said, oh, um, I'm paying my respect, but I don't want to go inside because her his family is going to look start looking at me. And, and my other friend didn't understand, and I had explained it to her. I said, well, this is the thing. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna just call her Sharon. That's my friend's name, right? So I said, the thing with Sharon, I told my friend Chris this, I said, the thing is, even though we know that she's changed, even though we know she's not that same, um, yeah, um, yeah, Jacob, that's fine, man. Um, cause I'm about to end this live anyway. Cause, um, we told me and dad, I just said it's going to be an hour and change and That's it. But, um, Jacob, thank you for popping in. So much respect. We thank you so much. I'll definitely keep in touch for more. And I'll talk to you soon, brother. Um, Sounds good. Sounds good. Nah, thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming in, Jacob. Have a good rest of your night. Yeah. I mean, when people, when you try, when you share your testimony with certain people, some people still want to shun you. And, um, and even, even when it comes to the body of Christ, like, People will accept a serial, an ex serial killer, an ex convict, or ex burglar, or ex murderer, quicker than they'll, they'll accept an ex mistress. For real. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm all okay. Now, what I was gonna say. So what I was saying was, so even though she's 
Now, she's pretty much, she was obsessed with this other guy whose mother passed away or whatever, and um, he was obsessed with the guy, whatever. Um, his name is Christian. I'll just, whatever, his name's Christian. So even though she's not in that life anymore, but because they remember her as that person, they're always going to look at her, oh, she's that same person she was maybe two years ago, even though she's not. So in that same way, they remember you as the person you were. So despite all the accomplishment despite all the bullshit you had to go to to get to the new stuff that you have right now but because they know all oh, because it's you we know you so they don't believe that it's possible that oh you're not that same you from years ago and i think that's such a that's what certain people in our lives define us as right because you know um because there's the there's the whole oh you're still my son no matter what and that's different in opposed to let's say friendship or very close relationships where oh but you're still the same hothead you know I'm still gonna remember you as that no matter how much you change because you're not gonna tell me you don't get mad anymore right and then there's that over exaggerated bullshit that sometimes happens as well you know and it's um it's it sucks that it's like that you know um. But I definitely relate to you in that sense because there are certain people from my past that I'll bump into I, I'm, and they'll yeah, they see I'm gonna give I... you another example. I was um, you know, outside for Christmas and I saw a, a guy, you know, a, a a grandchild of my neighbor and um he said, I hadn't seen you in a while and blah 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 and my grandma been saying a whole bunch of stuff about you and blah blah blah. And I said, I bet you she didn't say that I was in two international magazines. And he said, for what? And I said, for my books. And he was like, she ain't never told me that. And I was like, yeah, people don't, people tell you whatever they want to, whatever they want you to do. And I guess he went in the house because, you know, because he didn't believe it. So I had to tell him uh, to look me up in a Google search. My bad, my son getting upset. To look my name up in a Google search. And he was like, you've been writing since 09? And I said, yeah. Wow. And uh, and I guess he really went in there and chilled his grandmother out, you know, because she must have really been saying some bad stuff because when I came back outside and she came into the house, she rolled her eyes at me. I was like, damn. That's crazy, man. And it's just when it's family that does that too. But why would you do stuff like that knowing that you could type my name in a Google search, talk dirt? about me you know what i'm saying yeah and i ain't never did nothing. Yeah. i ain't never did nothing to her it's, it's, That's a, lot of, it's a lot of people around here in my community i ain't never did nothing to them and they, 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 they talk a whole bunch of you know but they ain't put in their work like i did you know what i'm saying yeah you know that's yeah, a that's that's uh, i got one last thing to say and then and then i'll be good you know because that both those things that you guys talk about really made me think of two pertinent things that I try to live my life by and uh, that's radical acceptance is the big one and uh, having really strict boundaries you know we talked about boundaries a little bit earlier in the in the live and um, you know radical acceptance of understanding that one I mean I'll just be blunt with it people fucking suck straight up like no matter what like people people are they want they'll paint the picture for other people that they want to see you know and that's just pretty much how that always comes down to be and that's just how it is and that's why you need to be able to set up you know strong enough boundaries to be like you know what? i'm just not even going to you know associate myself with these people or you know uh 
tie myself to these groups anymore, you know, even if it is family, you know, even if it is, you know, neighbors or whatever it is, because at that point, you're kind of just hurting yourself, you know, you're just, you're, you're setting yourself up to be more heartbroken and deal with more bullshit than what you should have to deal with, you know, it, it gets to a point to where you kind of just need to learn to accept that people are going to feel and act the way that they want to feel. And there's probably really not much you can do about that because once people have it set in their mind that this is how things are, this is how this person is or whatever, that's how they're always going to feel. I got a piece according to that. It's called Sometimes Love Just Ain't Enough. No, go ahead. Oh, Lord, the, the dog's barking down, Lord. I don't know who that is at the door. Yeah, I, I have a piece called Sometimes Love Just Ain't Enough. And, uh... And I can't even get to it because the internet not working all of a sudden. I don't even know. Um, one moment. I'm sorry. No, it's I okay. I should have checked this because I got a uh, contest that I'm in in, in, in in 15 minutes. Oh, good. Thank you, Lord. You know that song by Patty Spill, huh? Sometimes love oh. enough. If I hear it, maybe if I hear it. But there's a danger in loving somebody too much. And it's sad when you know it's your heart you can't trust. There's a reason why people don't stay where they are. Baby, sometimes love just ain't enough. Some people view love as spending on their lover megabucks. Some view love as a kind word or a gentle touch. Some people put it in action as fighting for what is right. Some people can't even recognize love in plain sight. One can love life, any life form without one's might and in pure hatred. It will be viewed as crazy because indeed they are heartless and lazy because they are not willing to do what's right and will combat pure love with lies, deception, conspiracy, and unwanted fights. You can love a being all you want and they don't believe or receive it. And there's no point in continuing to offer pure acts of love and unmerited service and loyalty because the one that you love is still going to act hatefully and discredit every loving aspect of your being and no matter what and how much you correct their behavior and make strides to make amends hating you is the reaction of your sending them pure love and then you just have to stop loving in actions and let them do all the work because no matter what you do in love toward them, they'll never see your way. Or will see it when you are gone. There's a problem with loving someone too much, especially with you and love for themselves. They're out of touch. The truth comes out when you love them from afar. The pure hate that's due to them drives their car. It's just like that song from long ago. This song sees volumes and that's for sure. But there's a danger in loving somebody too much. And it's sad when you know 
It's your heart you can't trust. There's a reason why people don't stay where they are. Baby, sometimes love just ain't enough. Wow. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I definitely agree with you on that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it really is like, like that. Sometimes it's just not enough. You're right. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you think, Darian? I don't know what I think. <laughs> Word. Yeah, I, I, I suck at singing, so I can't. I can never write a song. I write the a piece and you, The fact that the fact that you can sound that good over an Instagram live is like ridiculous to me. Like I can only imagine what you would sound like in person singing. Like that's yeah. like amazing. Like, it's so beautiful. Word. Word. Um, before we end the live, because it's already that hour, we don't really have much else to talk about, but I know Uncultured Asian is here. Um, did you want to pop in before I end this live or let me know if you're still in the room? It says she's in in the room but you know sometimes instagram will glitch well i still see her right yes yeah because they'll do that and then it would be like like it'll, it'll say she's in the room the person's in the room but then when you click it say unable to join but um i'll give a couple more minutes um to see if she answers or not uh if yeah so she's in the room but yeah i don't know instagram it's hard to set boundaries with people when you don't have a vehicle and you don't have anywhere to live, but I know that that's going to change soon. So. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't around these folks, and when I had to go back into the situation with them, I told them, you know, I, I had enough fights with people. I know we don't get along very well. I know there's some issues between us. Let's just try to remain civil. You think that works? Yeah. No, they gave me the worst hell that I ever had in my uh eh, 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 that I ever had in my life in four months. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, snap the uncultured is here. Hey, peace and love, y'all. Peace and love. Well, I'm gonna get off, but I'm not getting off because of you, uncultured. I gotta get ready for this contest in a few minutes. Yeah, no, I see you soon. I love good you. luck. Have a good one. Yeah. Thank you for coming in. Yeah. So oh. I am me in Black Noise Poetry. We are um, we are judging a poetry event tonight. It's oh, snap. And we got some bomb poets off in the Coke Round being one of them. Y'all. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Yo, this year, our voices are going to be louder than it ever been. I really believe and 2024 that. is going to be the year yes. of the poet. Yes. Like, I feel it on so many things. And it's not, and it's like, I'm not waiting for 2024. Like, things have been, like, happening, like, this month. It's been, like, crazy. Not just for me, but just the company that I as well you know it's just like we are we are winning i can't um wait to see like what the end of 2024 is going to look like because the growth is crazy for all of us right yeah yeah 
I would definitely say it is. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like I see this vision of 2024. It's like I mean I'm already starting my journey now, but as a person, but also as a poet, like one goal, I say, you know what? I'm tired of being the um how do I explain it? Like I don't I don't mind, you know, providing, but I'm like, wait a minute, but what about me, right? Why why I need to get myself out of my comfort zone. Let me go behind the mic and slowly start you know putting my poetry out there because i'm pretty sure that's what my father would want if he was given an opportunity you know and i say you know what i'm tired of uh i say you know what screw it i said babe you know what i'm gonna get out of my comfort zone because that's always been my thing like because when i did the first open mic in person yeah i read a short piece i feel like i half fasted. it i was like okay whatever just to get it out the way but then i look back now i'm like no one remembers it and i'm like okay you know what i need to stop feeling like i gotta just okay no one cares about me i care more about the people I and mean, that's not nothing wrong with that either but then i'm thinking wait but i my words matter too right so it's like yep. i need to you stop need to be loved on as well yeah so i'm learning to i'm gonna i'm slowly starting to learn how to stop putting myself down a lot and just put myself yeah. out of my comfort zone and you know what and i said bad. like they they had asked me a question um on the live i was on um ali called um she asked me what am i leaving um in 2023 and what am i inviting in in 2024 mm. so i had one word for her and the the word is the same for both i am leaving me in 2023 and i am inviting me in 2024 if y'all understand that you no know? i get that <laughs> beautiful yeah. beautiful no, absolutely yeah i think about like you don't know, see because i'm very spiritual i'm always like you know man a guy so i got to bring a bible thing into it a little bit because it reminds me of something paul said in the bible where you know when i was a child i thought like a child reason like child and i spoke like a child but when i became a man i set aside childish ways and i'm not thinking and, and that's it he's not saying like Oh, what I used to do was childish. He was saying that the childishness represents an old part of himself. That, okay, when I had to come into this next season, I had to realize certain ways of thinking, certain ways of speaking, certain ways of behavior, and all that stuff. I had to learn to let that stuff go because it's not, I don't have use for those type of things anymore. Now I have to learn a new way, a new foundation, a new aspect of life where when I go into this next season, I know not to behave that way. That's what. I, that's the way that that verse speaks to me. And I always look at that verse like, you know what? How could I change for the better, not for the worse? If that makes sense, right? So everything you're saying, it, it's true. Um, so I understood what you said because that's true. It's like I'm not saying that my old ways was bad. It's just I don't have use for it no more. I, I can't be this way anymore because exactly. we're only getting older. And I feel, yeah, and Maturity I feel comes. like a different. Yeah, just like in the last month, like, I just, I'm different now. Like, it's, I don't know what happened, but all I know is I can feel it. I feel me being different. I'm moving different. I'm loving different. I'm breathing differently. Mm. It's different, but it's it's good different, though, you know? Yeah. I like who I'm becoming. And you, you should, too. Yeah, I'm learning 
that too, actually. Um, this last couple of months have been very challenging. Um, depressions are up, uh, up uh, all time high, but it was one of those, okay, I got to find my way back to Jesus because that's what got me to where I'm at in the first place. And sometimes it's easy for me to forget and to get distracted of what got me to where I'm at in my life in the first place. Sorry, my brother-in-law upstairs moving furniture. Um, <laughs> but, um, and that's the important thing. I said, all right, Lord, what do you want from me this year? Right? Because my, my prayer is always, okay, what can I do better today that I didn't do yesterday? And then I, help me not dwell on yesterday. I just want to dwell on right now and that's it. Right? Um, I have all these projects I want to do and it looks like it's coming to fruition, which is good. But I said, okay, but how do you want that to look like? You know, um, for right. me, I I, I personally believe okay like if i have a light i want people to see that all right but this is where my light comes from my light comes from the lord that's just me you know and i want people to see that this is the real shit the counterfeit bullshit that society has created and it's sad because that's it has gotten to that point everyone's compromised their beliefs so they could blend in i don't want to blend in i never wanted to blend in i don't want to fit in i want to stand out so like i want to and I want all of us to stand out. This is why I create this platform too. Like, let's get our voices be heard. Like, I'm tired of being quiet. Like, one thing I said at the open mic, the in person when I did in October, it says, you know what? I'm tired of being shut and that, uh, you know, we need to be fucking loud. Um, we're living in a society that everyone wants to silence everybody. And like, no, I need to be fucking loud. We need to be fucking loud. And I think what's happening with you is that you're being loud for the right reasons and something in the something in this universe is giving you so much favor to be loud right because you've gone through so much stuff now that now you're in that transitional season that you're becoming a different part of you you never thought you would be and it's gotten better for you if that makes sense and i really yeah. believe and i really believe yeah, what, like, what you're gonna yeah. do is bigger i really believe like you're gonna have this lasting impact this year i don't know why i always feel this thing like i don't know what it is exactly but oh, there's this what is andy like like this month i've been asked to like sit down with owners of a venue that's already established on ways to um how to make more money within poetry and like with, like millionaires though right and um that was big and it's been giving an opportunity um to start uh, hosting at this venue, you know, mm-hmm. teaching, uh, taking the things that I do with the children and creating an adult program. This thing is bigger than me right now. Mm. I'm so fucking proud of you. I have to say that. Like, wow. That oh, sounds so exciting. I just, and I just want to tell you this because, um, you know, um, Artie Fox is a real good friend of mine, right? Um, part of the collective of uh, Rapid Poetry. And um, what what I look up to Artie a lot. One thing that Artie told me was certain people on IG that I've met and gotten real close to gave me some of the like the best advice ever, you know. And what Artie always tells me is just always be yourself. Like we know we want to all stand out from everyone else, but be you always. Because, like, genuine is genuine acts of, of authenticity is always going to trump fakeness. 
and people eventually will be able to see right through that, you know? It's like, always be you. That's like the best thing that someone has ever told me, and that's what I do. I don't I don't try to be something that I'm not. I just, I'm always them. How you guys see me on the screen right now, other than in this uh, driving on the street, <laughs> I'm this way in real life, you know? Anyone that has actually met me in person, they can vouch for that, that I, I am the person that you guys know that's on this screen. Amen. Amen. Always be you, Andy. Don't think that without you not being you, you uh, can't stand out. You most definitely can stand out from just being yourself. Thank you. No, I, I needed to hear that because it's true. Like, I always want to be myself. I never want to be anyone I'm not, if that makes sense. Because years ago, I was like that. Years ago. This is before I came, gave my life to Christ. I was that guy. Like, I felt like I had something to prove. Now I don't feel like that. It's like, you know what? I accept the fact that I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Some people like putting too much cream in it. <laughs> don't worry. I'm not cup of coffee. Some people like dark rolls. Some people like light rolls. Some people like medium rolls. It's all right. <laughs> some, no, like, some people like that, yeah. and and you know what? That that is okay though, because we're not for everyone, and just as yeah. everyone is not for us, and that's that is okay. It's like I'm real big on like fi finding your people. You always gotta Amen. find your people. Yes. they're there. Don't ever think that you're alone in this world. Like we all have people out here. You just gotta find them. Like, I'm 41, and when I tell you that I'm just now starting to find my people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have two years before I hit 40. I'm 38. I'm going to be 39 in July. So, like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm just I'm now. You know what? I thought that when I got in my 40s, I was going to hate it. it like, oh, man, I'm about to be 60 soon. <laughs> but oh, you know God. what? I love it when people say, like, tell them how old I am, and they be like, no, you're not. You cannot be 41. You don't look like you're 41. Be like, okay, thank you. But <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> oh, God. No, I get that a lot too, but even my wife, um, she's 46. She's going to be 46 in January, but she doesn't look like it. She's like, there's no way. Your wife is not for I swear to everything that I love. My wife's going to be 46. Okay, kudos to your wife. My, um, my boyfriend is, uh, he's 36 about to be 37 and i'm gonna be 42 this year like is that you wow you, you look good so i mean thank you like i said like i feel like i'm always gonna be a kid at heart though i'm definitely gonna be a car a kid at her i mean i will say when you first meet me i am a little socially awkward but that's because i'm not good at keeping eye contact that's just a schizo thing that i have unfortunately it's not personal that's just my personality. But once you get to know, you'll be like, oh, okay, it's the same guy on Instagram. Okay, it's the same fucking guy. And that's the thing. I've always been the same guy here. I'm like that with everybody. Um, you know, I just get very uncomfortable first, but it's not it's not that I'm uncomfortable with people. It's just, you know, I'm not I'm very I'm not introverted, but I'm not extrovert. So I'm like in the middle. What do you call that? Ambervert, I think is what you call that shit. Like I'm yeah. that guy. So but like once you once I get comfortable in the environment, oh okay, now I could okay, now I could adapt more kind of thing. So um I'm just not good at eye contact, but it's nothing personal, it's just um that's just how it is with me. So I am working on that though. <laughs> yeah.
But don't 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 look at their eyes. Look at their nose. It's in the same spot, <laughs> almost. Oh so man! Never know. Wow. It might make you laugh if they have like a booger or something, or you'll start <laughs> noticing that people's nostrils aren't the same sizes. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. That's what I tell oh, people about like stage fright too. Instead of like, you know, I just saw someone this last night i told him instead of you having that mindset that everyone's looking at you start having the mindset that you're looking at everyone else and just like stare everyone like dead in the eyes i mm. said trust me like try doing that like it, it actually works mm. so you know what the more i do these shows next year the more i'll get more comfortable like like you were saying um because yeah i was looking everywhere to be honest with oh, you i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm a pull, pull up too yo i can't wait so it's not gonna be in a bar scene this time around um i, I had some problems after the whole situation which I, i'll tell you more privately about it but um yeah, but there are yeah um they are spots like um they are like restaurants and and places that i know that i go to that they have space for that kind of stuff and there's a peruvian spot that has like a they have like a little uh p p pos system where, is that what that's called a pa system where they oh, the music. yeah so yeah, i feel like you know what it'll be better the yeah, yeah the whole, they, uh, they sit down they can eat they can enjoy yeah. the poetry while someone's on the thing so that's what i'm targeting because i know there's a oh, lot of places oh, um that's I, gotta, cool to do I, I, I gotta go because i gotta go uh judge that contest now. oh thank you so much <laughs> i appreciate Give me you in the DMs, though, yes. okay? thank you for coming so good. Good. No problem. Love y'all. Love you too. Oh, oh man. But um, yeah, like I was saying, Darian, um, I'm looking I was telling Florence about it too. Like I'm gonna do more at restaurant and like the same place I did my wedding dinner thing. I said, you know, I'm gonna go there because I'll I'll just have yeah. to collect a deposit. That's it. That's fine because the deposit will pay for the food or whatever. And I'll invite a certain amount of people. You know, we'll have like we'll do it a little bit more organized this time around, but it's something that I think I'm going to target more in Bayonne because there's a lot of more... Because I noticed the bar scene here in Bayonne is a little weird. It's yeah. not like New York vibe. More like... It was weird. Like, I'm not, I'm not hating on the other bar. It was great and all, but it was just like... There was a lot of discrepancies I didn't like, and I felt like, you know what? I don't want to deal with that again. I know some people were a little comfortable, so I know there are restaurants that have that kind of space. Yeah. And I feel like it's better because they can sit down, they can enjoy the food... There's a Peruvian spot that's not that far from Shorty's actually that they have a whole state because they'll have a live band playing yeah. and I know, hey, I want to do this and they'll let me do it. I'll just probably have to put a deposit. That's fine. I don't mind paying that out of pocket because I don't feel anyone should have to pay just to go do poetry. That's just my opinion. I, agree. I think it should always be yeah. free in my opinion. Yeah. Um, unless you do a venue that's different, but I'm not trying to do venues. I'm just sticking to restaurants because they are... Um, art is definitely needed in bayonne so that's why i'm going to target more of the restaurant place the diner places because they have the space and i've already started talking to certain people so i said like, okay good we got something here this is a lot better and they don't have to feel uncomfortable they'll have seats they'll sit down they can eat while they're listening to people do poetry or whatever and that's important yeah. so um i'm excited for 2024 24 i got the i think this was just the first trial and error thing I said, okay, I'm going to stay away from this kind of scenery because I notice here it's a little bit weird. So I'm going to go towards, okay, and these are places I actually go more, eat a more A more lax environment. Yeah.
yeah. And if they want alcohol, they could. They have alcohol there. You don't have to have alcohol. You could just buy food and do yeah. whatever. You can eat whatever. You can eat pizza. It's fine. It's just they're gonna have a good time, and I think that's what I'm aiming for. There's a Mexican spot I know close to my sister's house that uh, literally they're um, like they're very big. They 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 have a big space too, so we could do something there too. And they have a speaker system too, so it's it's exciting. I'm excited for what the vision I'm getting, oh, yeah. it's getting be, for 2024. It's going to be big. It's going to be a big year. Yeah, no doubt, no um, doubt. So yeah, yeah, I'm a. I'm just, hoping that, um, Yeah, go ahead. No, no. What are we gonna say? I'm sorry. I'm just saying, I was, you know, I'm hoping to, you know, really dive into my journal this year. You know, this coming up year, and really get myself out there more to more open mics and more events and shit like that and just you know get my work out there so yeah word. yeah and i've been connecting yeah and i've been connecting with a lot of people in the dms too like more reaching out like hey um you know because I, I there's so many followers but i'm just like okay i'm gonna reach out to them i know there's a lot of people who yeah. don't do that so that's what i'm doing i say you know i'm gonna reach and say hey if you ever want to jump in on the live you're more than welcome you know yeah. kind of make them feel welcome give them that invite invitation and that makes sense but for sure, for sure. So I think I'm going to end the live here. We'll just leave it here. Yeah. Um, any last words yeah. before we end? Absolutely not. I just hope everybody has a good new year. Yeah. Me too. Me too. That's pretty much it. And let's go 2024. So, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, so buddy. Thank you.